0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. You can find out more about us as well as past episodes on our website at carsgroup.com. That's K A R S group.com. And on this episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast, we are going to be talking about the art of questioning. And I know you're kind of probably thinking, what in the world do you need to know about questioning? It's simple, just ask a question. But when you are working within teams and you're working within groups and and in organizations and you're trying to work collaboratively with people and you want to make sure that everyone is on the same page, it's really important for you to understand the correct way to ask a question. Um, and to give you a little bit of insight I'm going to give you a small a short vignette and I want you to picture that you and your team are sitting in a last minute meeting to receive information about a new process that's being implemented across your department so you were one of the team members who advised against using this new process during the initial review period and so you know, you were overruled in the voting and the powers that be decided that this was the best approach. Now, you were very vocal in the reasons why you felt that this was not the best approach and the best process to be used, but nevertheless, here you are right now. And so the presenter is standing in the front and they begin to outline the process, how it's gonna be used, what things you need to look out for, um, the best ways to apply it. And there are several things that really aren't clear to you about how all of this is supposed to work and how it's supposed to be integrated um, across the department and how it interfaces with the existing work and the existing processes and procedures that you already use. So you raise your hand to ask a question, then you catch this worried look from one of your colleagues in your group and you pause. Because now you understand that their worried look means that they think you're asking the question to be challenging or to disrupt the process or to portray your disapproval. When in fact, you honestly just have a question about how all of this is supposed to work. So how do you frame your questions so that people don't think that you're being disagreeable or that you're challenging what they're saying for the sake of challenging, but really to gain understanding. And so in today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about the art of questioning because a lot of times people equate asking a question with challenging and challenging, not in a good way where you're trying to get to the bottom of something and you're trying to come to a greater understanding and, and, and consensus and, and you wanna really, you know, examine all of the different issues that you're being presented with, some people see asking a question as being disruptive. So questioning isn't about challenging or trying to show up somebody or to be disruptive or to show off who you think you are Questioning is actually a way to check for understanding. It's to expand the conversation, to gain new knowledge, to open the door for insights and breakthroughs, to set the stage and lay the foundation for learning. So how can you have an organization and a department and a team that is committed to learning and to development and to growth if you're not allowing people to ask questions? So what do you do? How do you frame it? What's the purpose for your question is the first thing that I would ask. And when you drill down and figure out what's the purpose for the question, then with the tips and strategies that I'm going to give you in this episode, you'll be able to backtrack or deconstruct or reconstruct as I call it and figure out the best ways to frame your questions. So one thing I want to make clear, there's no such thing as a stupid question. But there is such a thing as a badly formed one. And so often, questions that are asked are badly formed. And because they're badly formed, they don't lead you to the outcome that you really want to get to, which is to learn, to grow, to develop, to shed new insight, all of those things that I just mentioned. So when you start looking at your questioning, you want to make sure that you're listening to respond versus listening you're listening. You're not listening to respond. Instead, you're listening to understand. And your questions that you pose are going to be questions that will lead you to a greater understanding. So, I want you to think about this: How many times have you heard questions that really aren't questions? They're actually statements. Case in point: If you ever watch sports interviews, at the end of a championship game or the end of a game, and, and the and the the reporters are asking the athlete a particular question. And so often they don't ask a question that needs an answer. They're making a statement and asking the person to expound on it. So for example, if someone you're watching a basketball game and, and, and somebody, um, you know, at the end of the game, you know, somebody had like, you know, three or four turnovers during the game and they ask them something like, you know, I noticed that you had three or four turnovers. Those must have really had an, a negative impact on your way of thinking and, and and being able to move forward after those particular plays. And then they moved the mic back over to the person. They didn't ask a question. They made a statement. So when you're thinking about questioning and you're thinking about gaining knowledge and understanding, you have to frame it in such a way that You're not leading the person to answering or to to giving you a response that you want. Instead, you're opening up the dialogue. So one of the things that you do not do when you're asking questions, don't ask yes or no questions, things that can be answered with a yes, no, and that's it. Because so often people expound on things because they're trying to bail you out. Don't ask leading or assumption focused questions. Don't close the process and don't just make statements. That is when you can be said that you're making a case for what you want and you're not being open to dialogue. But really, really great questions are open-ended. They're thought-provoking. They expand the conversation. They go deeper. They open the, open the door to new insights. Things like, what is it about this that makes you say that? How does this influence, or affect, or impact that? What have we not considered before? How else can we look at this? You never ask a why question, because really the answer to why is because. Questions need to be process-focused. They need to be discovery-purposed. They need to have a way for you to enhance what's already on the table. So again, I ask you, if you're asking a question, what's the purpose for your question? What is it that makes you want to ask a question? What is it that you are unclear about? What is it that you hope to gain? What information and and insight do you hope to share? When you start looking at questioning, you start looking at a new way of communicating that is going to enhance the dynamics of your team. Because not only is it going to force you to move beyond the surface, but it's going to force you to really start to listen with intention, to listen to what people are saying and to formulate your questions in a way to fill in the gaps. Far too often as we're talking and we're communicating with people, our minds and our brains are automatically trying to fill in the gaps. So whatever gaps that we have about what's being said, about what's being done, about what's being presented, we naturally try to fill in those gaps with our own information and our own way of thinking and our own way of looking at things and our own experiences. So really, to ask fundamentally sound questions and to get really, really, really good at asking questions, it's about moving beyond filling in your own gaps and opening the door so that other people can contribute to the process. So when you're doing that, you need to look at questions that start with who, or what, or how, or when. When we did this, then this happened. How can we prevent this in the future? Or how can we shift this in the future? The questions that are going on now with regards to diversity and inclusion and team building and talent development aren't supposed to be questions that are framed around the 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 quantitative as in how can we attract more women how can we you know how many new hires are um are of different races or gender or how many new people do we have that are from a different background instead we need to ask questions about what are the skills and the gifts and the talents and the abilities that we want to see bring that we want to see come on to the team. How can we enhance people's abilities and comfort level with contributing to this process? And what ways can we create a safe environment for people to feel comfortable enough to thrive? What are the things that our organization is doing that is that are helping us to move forward towards creating a more learning focused community. Those are the types of questions that we need to be asking. You don't ask questions that are solved or that are answered by simply taking off boxes. You ask questions and you encourage others to ask questions that stimulate more in-depth thought, that cause you to, to look outside and think outside of the box, that encourage you and empower you to explore wider and deeper. So when you're thinking about the art of asking questions, it's not just about the way that your team interacts. When you think about the art of asking questions, it's also about the way in which your organization functions. What are the types of questions that you normally ask before you implement any new policy? What are the the things that need to be considered before you make a determination about a direction that you go in. How are you framing your problems to be addressed? How are you setting up a culture that encourages contributions from everyone? How are you giving great feedback? In what ways do people need to be supported? So questions, yes, lead to other questions, but questions also, if they're done correctly, empower people and help them to feel that they belong and that they have a voice. Whenever we're talking about team development and team growth and building a culture of trust and and building a, a community where learning is central and where everyone feels as if they belong, one of the things that we really have to start thinking about is what are the messages that we're sending in the language that we're using? How are we setting people up to feel as if they belong? And how are we setting people up to feel as if they have to be defensive? Because if you ask questions in a way that are, that's not conducive to broadening the discussion and opening up opportunities for people to be able to communicate, then what you're doing is you're putting people on the defensive, you're causing them to shut down, you're making them feel as if what they're doing and what they're saying is inherently wrong, or you're making them feel like they have to fight too hard to be heard. So when you think about the art of asking questions, it's more so about what type of culture are you creating? What is your overall baseline personality, so to speak, when it comes to your organization? you know How did you come to arrive at this point? Do you welcome all kinds of input? And what ways are people encouraged to participate? So I want you to think about it from this aspect, from this perspective. If you have a group and a team and you're trying to figure out the best ways to get them to work better together, then you need to think about and listen to the questions that are asked and how they're answered. And you also need to look at the environment that you have created. If it's learning focused, then people understand that questioning is welcomed and questioning is actually how you get to the answers. It's how you get to designing solutions. It's how you get to unpacking things. Now, of course, you will have to have some parameters in terms of, you know, you can't just keep going down the rabbit hole of asking more and more questions because if you continue to go deeper and deeper, at some point, you're never going to reach the end. But this is with the understanding that, yes, we have questioning sessions and we ask questions and we brainstorm and we create something that works um, and that causes us to to enhance what we're doing. That is exactly the purpose. But if you also look at it from the standpoint of what is it that we are doing And what is it that we are saying and what messages are we sending to the people on our teams when it comes to their learning, their growth, their development, their value in terms of their gifts, talents, abilities, and what they bring to the table. So when you start asking those types of questions, then you start changing your process a bit. You start changing the the dynamics and the way that your teams operate and the ways that you work together and you start creating a culture that is more conducive to asking questions. I can tell you from my years of working within organizations and teams, and also within um, teaching and, and education, the worst thing you can do is set up a situation where people do not ask questions. Now, standard protocol when it comes to presentations or training, quote unquote, is that you save all the questions to the end. But really, when you think about it, that's not how our brains work. We question as we go along, as I said before, to fill in gaps. So if I'm, doing, I'm leading a learning session and I am working with you on a new concept and I'm presenting this to the team or you're presenting this to the team, people are naturally going to have questions as they go along because they're trying to fill in the gaps. What do I already know and how is this new information going to fit into that? So you have to be open to questions being asked as you go and not look at those as challenging your authority or trying to undermine the process. The art of asking great questions is integral and very important to the process of learning and growth and development and solution design. So if your team is not encouraging people to ask questions along the way, then what you're automatically doing by default is you're shutting down the creative process. You're not encouraging people to be able to make connections and to fill in gaps. And you're also missing an opportunity to be able to see exactly where the gaps are as you go through the process. Saving the questions to the end is never a good idea. You want to have those questions as you go along. And so part of what you, what you have to do is shift the way you think about questioning. It's not something that's late, that's left until the end. It's not something where you say, well, let me give you all of the information first, and then you can figure out what questions you have. Most times along the way, there are questions that come up. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you a couple of different tips that I want you to, to, to try if you are presenting, if you're doing a conducting a learning session, if you are in charge of a team and you're working on a project or or solving a problem, whatever the dynamic is where you are working with other people or even if you're doing this on your own, here are some some tips that I think will will assist you in being able to understand the proper way to ask questions, how to frame them and how to use these questions to your bent to your benefit when you're working with your with your groups. So number 1, you always need to remember What is the purpose for your question? Is it to check for understanding? Is it to make a comparison? Is it to clarify a process? Whatever the process, the purpose of the question is, determines the wording that you use and when you ask it and how it's framed. So number one, what's the purpose of the question? And you have to figure out what that is. Number two what do i hope to gain from the question am i trying to get a definitive answer about a process am i trying to just clarify things so that i understand what i'm supposed to do next am i seeking to gain new knowledge or understanding about what it is that i'm that i'm learning about or needing to apply what am i doing with the answer to this question because if I know the purpose in terms of why I'm asking the question or the reason behind I'm asking, the reason I'm asking the question, and then I know what I'm gonna do with the answer, that helps me to formulate the question properly and it helps me to know where this information goes and what happens to it next. And then thirdly, I need you to evaluate your questions based on the language that you use. I need you to look at, is it open-ended? Where it allows the other person to fill in the gaps and not, you know, and, and not take into, a, into account what I think should be the answer. Is it a yes-no question? If it's a yes-or-no question, unless it's a yes-or-no question that is needed specifically, then I don't want to frame it in that way because I want to get as much information as possible. Is it a question that is leading? Meaning that I think I know what answer I want, so I'm going to frame this in a way that's going to lead them down a certain path if you're leading in your question just to get to a certain answer that you want but that might not necessarily be the answer that's gonna work best in this situation, then you're not effectively answering, you're not effectively asking the right questions. And then the other component I want you to think about is when you are asking the question and you're framing exactly what it is, what are the follow-ups? Where could this go? And then how far down the rabbit hole do you need to go in order to make it an effective question that's going to benefit the entire group? Questions that are asked for your edification, for your clarification, for you to be able to do your job are great, but your question needs to go beyond just you. Your question also needs to benefit the rest of the group. So if you're not asking questions that benefit other people as well, then you're not being as effective as possible in your use of questioning strategies. So I need you to think about questioning from a different perspective. It's not just about filling in the gaps in your head, it's also about filling in the gaps for the other people in your team and considering how this, is going to, how this information is gonna be used and applied. It's also a matter of scaffolding or building on learning, and knowledge and information that you have already and that you are looking to have next. So, with all of that being said, I want you to go back to the case study in the the short little vignette that I gave earlier where your team is sitting in a last minute meeting to receive information about a new process that's being implemented across the department. You were one of the team members Who advised against using the new process during the review period, and you were very, very vocal about that. So, as the presenter begins to outline the process, there are several things that aren't clear to you, and so you raise your hand to ask a question. Then you catch this worried look from one of your colleagues and you pause. How do you frame your question so that they don't think you're just being disagreeable? Now, Thinking back to the tips that I gave you in this particular podcast, one of the first things I would ask if I had a question about a how-to is, okay, I want to clarify this process so I make sure that I understand it fully. What is it about what you just said that is going to directly impact X or Y? Be specific in terms of the what you're asking with the question and frame it in such a way where people understand that you're really trying to get information and insight that's going to help you with being able to, to implement this in the best way possible. So adding that to say that you're trying to seek understanding and you wanna be able to do this correctly is the way that you frame a question in such a way that it opens up a discussion into instead of making people think that one, you're just being disagreeable or two you're shutting down the process so understanding that when you're standing up in front of a room and you're leading the discussion you're usually under a time crunch and looking at it as I have to get this information out if you're sitting in the audience and you're receiving the information the purpose is that you're receiving this for the purposes of being able to apply it so understanding The purposes and and what people are going to do with the information on both sides is key when you're asking questions, and that's why I say that it's an art. It's not something that just happens because, you know, something pops in your head and you decide that, oh, I'm going to ask a question about it. It's something that has to be thought out. People who are great at asking questions are great at asking questions because they understand the purpose of the question and they understand the outcomes that they want to achieve. You can never go into something without understanding where you're trying to come out and that is the, the fundamental number one key point that I would stress. Never go into a question without understanding the outcome that you want to see happen as a result of the question. So. Looking at all of this and understanding that your questioning isn't about challenging or trying to show anybody up. It's not trying to be disruptive. It's really for you to check for understanding. It's to expand the conversation and gaining new knowledge. So then questions such as what led you to say this or what led you to this conclusion? How did you come to that? What is it about this that makes you say that? When you compare these two things, how are they different? How are they alike? How does this process build upon the process that we already started? Asking a lot of who, what, hows, whens, giving examples and scenarios, painting a picture so that people understand exactly what's in your head, but also giving enough information so that they can fill in the gaps in which you're trying to find out are key to asking the right types of questions. And then you also want to be able to say that you understand the right way to give pause for people to answer. And this is one thing that I think that um, is a lost art in terms of the art of listening, where we have to give space for people to not only hear our question, but process it, formulate the right answer, and then be able to give it back to us in a way that we will understand and that will lead us to the outcome that we want. So even though in this day and age where everything is very, very fast and people expect things to happen immediately, we have to understand that most times we need to give people some time. That means allowing them the time and the space necessary to have some silence and be able to figure out what's next. So there are a lot of different components to asking the right questions and and the art of questioning overall, but I want you to think about it from this standpoint, from, from, from this perspective. Overall, your goal is to work better with your group and your organization. Your goal is to solve problems. Your goal is to design solutions. Your goal is to learn and develop and to become better. Your goal is to enhance your gifts, your talents and abilities. Your goal is to work constructively within the dynamics of a new of your organization and your team. Your goal is to be better at everything that you do. So with that goal in mind, You're gonna add in specifics about the particular project or problem that you're working on. But overall, when you come at it and you approach it from the standpoint of, what is it that I can do that's going to enhance this process and make it better for everybody involved? That is the key to beginning the process of asking the right questions. If you wanna find out more information about myself about the Cars Group and what we do as far as um, facilitating outcomes through strategic consulting, talent and team development, and applied learning, you can visit our website at carsgroup.com, That's K-A-R-S group.com. You can also find past episodes of our podcast. The Mindset to Mastery podcast is 30 minutes of tips, strategies, insights, and actionable items that will assist you in changing your mindset and mastering your success. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator, and I am excited to be your host every week. Please reach out to us and let us know any questions that you have. Let us know how this, is, how this episode has impacted you, how the things that you have applied um, have been beneficial to you, and also let us know about any topics that you'd like to see us cover um, in coming episodes. You can also find us on syndicated on Mile High Radio, that's milehiradio.com, as well as Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube channel, etc. So that is it for this particular episode. I am your host, Kisha Rivers. Thank you so much for joining us, and as always, make it a great one.